It's the Six to Go podcast presented by Men's Sports. Joining me is Sieb. Sieb's how are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Now, this is the first one of our club reviews. So we're starting off with the Brisbane Broncos. We've got special guest Kobe Hetherington joining us a little bit later on. But first of all, we'll just do our quick breakdown of the Broncos. After a tumultuous collapse last year to miss the finals, go from the top four to missing the finals, the pressure was certainly on them. They had our doubters, notably us, throughout the year. Um, but there's... You can take nothing away from them. They improved throughout the year. They were faced with a couple of challenges throughout the year. Reese Walsh being suspended at some stages and a couple of other players missing as well. But there's no doubt that it can only be regarded as a very successful year. Yeah, I agree, Matt. They had a really good year. I think um, you did mention they had a couple of challenges during the during the year. One of them losing Reese Walsh for a few games. But I, I think it's all... It was all about the timing of when that happened for them. And it happened at a... If there is a good time to lose, you know, one of your best players. It was probably perfect for him. He was coming out of origin. Realistically, it gave him a chance to freshen up a little bit. They were um, they were on a roll, so they had points in the bank, and um, they, they were in a good spot. So I don't think that it impacted them too much. And if we were to go through and have a look at the um, the list of players that they used, I, I without looking, I do think that they'd be on the lower side. Um, and if you go through every year, the teams that, well, the quality teams that use the least amount of players are normally the ones that end up finishing the top couple of spots on the ladder. There are a couple of people who I thought had career years, and one of them was Herbie Farnworth. He's going to be a massive loss, but I really think that he has stamped himself as one of, if not the premium centre in the competition. And I said at the time I thought it would be the biggest signing for the Dolphins, getting him of, of their whole you know, history so far in their short history. Um, he's he's come on leaps and bounds throughout the year. I, I agree, mate. I think he's outstanding. I've, I've always had a big rap on him, whether it's um, as a winger or or a centre. And you're right, he's he's definitely in the top three or four centres in the comp now. Oh, I've still got Stephen Crichton as number one, but Herbie's not far away at all. He, he's a very, very good player. And it's the, the things that he does that, go unnoticed, which is what the Broncos are going to miss the most. He has tough carries out of their um, out of their own 20. His ability to break the first tackle is phenomenal. Like The amount of times that he breaks the first tackle, so worst case scenario, he's winning the play the ball, it, it just sets up their whole set, gets them on the front foot, similar to what Brian Toto does for Penrith. But yeah, you're right, Herbie's going to be a miss. And so you had so you had strikeout wide with Stags and Farnworth, really the catalyst for a lot of their points this year? Without... Before we move on, sorry, to other players and other positions, I actually think that it was Staggs's least impressive year. And it wasn't a bad year. He had a good year. So there is still upside because they know that they can get more out of Staggs because of the last couple of years or the last probably four years, he's shown that, you know, he's got a bit more in him. Um, so again, yeah, they're going to lose Herbie, but they may get Staggs back to, you know, where he can be. And I'm not saying he had a bad year. I just think in comparison, there's a little bit of improvement there still. Do you think that that was a result of the fact that while his statistics probably aren't as impressive as previous years, they probably did have to force feed him in previous years because he was the um, main strike weapon? Y- yes and no. Yes and no. I'm basing that more on the eye test more than more on the stats test um, with... With Stags, it just looked, he didn't look as explosive to me as what he has the last couple of years. He's had a couple of bad injuries yeah, as true. well. Yeah, true. Um, so that could take away from that. But the other big 
point of emphasis for the Broncos. You can't not talk about Ezra Mann. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, I've, I've told this story before. I spoke to Ben Eichen at the, at the preseason of last year. And uh, he... They had no intention of playing Ezra Mam at all last year. Which I find so strange because I remember when we spoke about it, I, I gave you the story about when he made his South Logan Q Cup debut and, you know, the impact that he had on an 18 side that he left and the Q Cup side he walked into it was just phenomenal. They had, yeah, they had enormous wraps on him. So I was surprised that they didn't see this coming. The the big thing I love about Ezra Mam, and you can, you can take take your pick at what you like about him because there's a lot to like there but his defense he's committed to defense he's not shy yeah. in in defense C- committed there. is the key yeah. he falls off tackles he you know he, he makes wrong decisions but he is committed to everything that he does and that's all you can ever ask isn't it absolutely and i, I i've thought a lot that when ben hunt retires for, uh particularly from state of origin level he he would be the perfect 14 yeah it depends i suppose on what what happens with Harry Grant and who's coming coming along in the hooker space then? But yeah, he, he could play dummy half. Yeah, he could, he could. But again, you know, there's a fair bit of room, a fair few things to happen before we get to that point in time. Because you know, again, we get excited. Yes, he is unbelievable, but I still don't think he's um, he's got to put it together again to go past blokes like Tom Dearden for me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, the big the big news that the Broncos. Um, loved throughout the year was the fact that they re-signed Payne Haas yep. um, and they looked to obviously sign Reese Walsh and Ezra Mam off the back of that as well but to have and they lose Flegler they which got, is a big loss they locked in Carrigan for but, a couple more but locking Carrigan and Haas it's just they start every game with an advantage almost every game yeah. with an advantage in the front row well that, that's exactly right and, and Carrigan um I think him missing the last five games of the previous year had a lot to do with, you know, it wasn't the, the total reason why things fell over, but missing a player like him had a lot to do with why it got tough for them at the back end of last year. And it's hard to say someone who plays for Australia is underrated, but I still think Pat Carrigan is underrated. Yeah, I, I agree. He's as important, if not more important, to that team than Haas. I agree. Uh, I, I think it's a really important off-season for the Broncos because... Oh, their depth certainly gets tested. Um, Reynolds, as good as he is, he's a year closer to retirement. They need to work on a post-Reynolds life. And also, and we spoke about this with the Warriors, they need to work on a post-Sean Johnson life. Yeah. Uh, so we, they need to work on a post-Reynolds life. And also, I do think that there are still concerns around the nine. I think that they should look to upgrade at the nine spot. Um, the, 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 one with, well, the thing with Reynolds is he... He's still got, I think he's still got a couple more years in him. What he does is he provides Walsh and Mann with the ability to do what they do best, and that is just to react. React and run the footy. And when they're running the footy, they're so dangerous. They lose Tom Flegler and Herbie Farnworth. Big losses. Yeah. Big losses. Yeah. Flegler's going to be a... Flegler's going to be a big loss because he's got that little bit of unhingedness about him. So you just you never know what you're going to get with him. He's always going to create havoc with the footy. Um, there'll be a late offload. There'll be a stupid offload. He'll fly out of the line and absolutely cut someone in half. Every now and again, he'll give away a penalty because that's the way he plays. So they're definitely going to miss him. And we've already spoken about how much they'll miss Herbie. They did sign someone from the Roosters. Who was that? Uh, one of the Butcher boys. Uh, was it Egan... Baker, sorry, oh, Baker. Sorry, Fletcher, ba- Baker. Fletcher, Fletcher Baker. Baker, yeah, Fletcher Baker. So Baker Butcher, that, same thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've, I've done that. Yeah, I've done that confusion a few times. But so they signed Fletcher Baker. Do they try to mould him into the Tom Flegler replacement? 
well, possibly. I mean, why else would they have bought him unless um, unless the plan is to to move Carrigan up to to prop and um, and Kobe, who we're about to speak to, moves into a more permanent lock role. That could be one of the things that they do. That's the move I'd do. Uh, I I don't think it matters whether Carrigan's playing thirteen or ten. Yeah. I don't think it matters, but I think his best position is at thirteen. But at the end of the day, you could put number ten on Kobe. It's, it doesn't make a difference. They, they all play in the middle. Exactly. Well, speaking of, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be joined by Kobe Hetherington. There's not too many on the professional darts world tour looking like they have. <laughs> That's a good point. Babysitting on the old LinkedIn bio. <laughs> <laughs> They're the least trustworthy athletes of all Absolutely. time. Athletes in inverted <laughs> commas. I remember Phil Taylor Power. back when they used to be able to drink and he would drink while he was playing and they were just on the cusp of trying to get rid of booze in the sport. He said, no, nah, you can't get rid of it. I use it for balance so that I can throw the darts. <laughs> they go, well, couldn't you just hold a book? He goes, mate, I can't drink 12 books while I'm playing darts. <laughs> for more nonsensical ramblings loosely based on sport, tune in to Mint Sports maybe daily every week. Maybe. It's the 60 Go Podcast as we do our Broncos review with Broncos player Kobe Hetherington. Kobe, how are you, mate? I'm good, thanks, guys. How are you? Good, thanks. The first question I've got for you, obviously, a couple of weeks post the grand final now. Have you watched the game back? Nah, nah. I won't be doing that anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm I'm still trying to get over it. First of all, mate, first thing I want to say is happy Caulfield Cup Day. So we're recording it on Caulfield Cup Day. Hopefully uh, you're going to play up later and have a bet and enjoy your afternoon because you deserve it after the year you've had. Yeah, well, I actually just drove past um, Racecourse Road there and it's pretty packed, so it should be a good day. Oh, it will be. It will be. It always is. And, mate, um, yeah, great great year. We'll talk about a few things you know, over the next um, little bit about the year and, and some of the challenges you went through early on in the year, but... Yeah, I know you didn't get the result, grand final day, and I, I do not blame you one bit for not even watching the highlights again, let alone the game again. Yeah. But what yeah. was, just to jump straight to it, what was the day like, mate? How did it feel, the morning, the night before? What are some of the things that were going through your head? Oh, mate, it was um, it was crazy. It was like nothing I've, I've ever experienced before. Uh, even that week, too, um, you know, all the fans showed up. I've never seen that many fans in one spot. Um, and then, yeah, when we when we... We're about to drive to the stadium on the bus. Um, I, I couldn't even tell you how many Bronx fans were outside of the motel, and they all just we had, we walked through like a massive tunnel, and like all the family and stuff were there. And um, no, nah, it was pretty crazy and pretty surreal moment. Yeah, it was it was, it was unreal. Speaking of family, Matt, I know that you know mum and dad and and brother and sister or brothers and sister were there. That would have been special being able to share that with those guys. Yeah, hundred um, percent. No, it was unreal and. You know, they travelled a long way to get there, which was which was good. And I had, you know, I had all my family there. Um, yeah, which was which was unreal. It was just a good experience. Kobe, were you guys confident heading into the game? Yeah, we were. We were, um, we were real confident. Eh? We, we sort of, um, yeah, no, nah, we, we were we were we were extremely confident. You know, everything we we did all year um, led up to that one game, and um, and we were just getting better and better each week. And um, and yeah, on 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 the grand final, or before the grand final, we were you know, on the captain's run. We were and everyone was you know up and about, excited, and you know there was a few nerves getting around, but it was just mainly excitement, eh, about it all. 
I know that there's a lot dif- a lot of difference between round one and the grand final, but you guys beat Penrith in round one, first game of the year. It's ironic that the first game of the year and the last game of the year were the exact same. Um, there was a lot of talk about how Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris just find another gear in the finals. Could you feel that? Because there was a, there was a moment in the first half, and I know that the Broncos did out, get out to a lead after that, but there was a moment in the first half where Leota knocked Carrigan on his ass, and you just thought, man, they're on here. Yeah, um, oh, yeah. We, you don't really notice it too much when you're playing, um, but yeah, for sure they they hit another gear and um, yeah. If, 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 I think Clear was the main fella, buddy. He was one who tore us to shreds. Um, but yeah, um, you, you sort of don't really notice it too much. You just you know you're pretty pretty stuffed out there, so you're trying to get through your own work. But um, yeah, no, nah, it, it's a the grand finals is just a whole other level. But mate. Oh. There's a couple of other questions I want to ask you, but you just mentioned him, Cleary. He's he's phenomenal, isn't he? The way that um, you know he he just never gives in. He's always in the contest, and um, you know you've got an opportunity now. You, you're up 55, 60 games of footy, or at that level you've played. Can you really feel the difference when you're playing against someone that has just got that extra bit of class about them, like like Cleary? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, especially when in the middle, you got to. You know, you always got to tie him from the inside because he's got that show and go, and then he's got a, he's got a good passing game too. So there's a lot of things going through your head when he's got the ball. Um, but yeah, he's um, he's a he's a pretty freakish player. Yeah, he goes good, doesn't he? The um, and, and speaking of blokes who go good, I mean, obviously um, Ezra Mam, the that 20 minute period he had after halftime for you guys was it was phenomenal. He was electric. Yeah, he was um, he was good, wasn't he? That was probably the one of the best games he's had all year, and um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's a freak because when he when he scores those long long um, those long range tries and all the forwards are bugged, you, you just love him for a day. Oh, 100 percent, yeah, yeah, hey, so pretty freaky. Kirby, we spoke earlier um, about the fact that I'd been Icon on the podcast early last year, and it wasn't even really the plan for them to play Ezra last year. So to to go from that to being just short of a Clive Churchill medal winner. Can you talk about the evolution that Ezra's gone through? Because you've seen it firsthand. Yeah. Um, I played a bit of footy with Ezra at Q Cup there. Um, and, yeah, he's always he was always going to be a freak. It was just a matter of time. Um, and he's a, he's a real hard trainer off the pitch. Um, and, yeah, he's, he was always going to be a good player. And he's got that, that freakish ability about him where he can just, you know, make something out of nothing. And uh, it's always good playing with a player like that. And I think Reynolds, too. Reynolds has probably been the biggest biggest thing for all us young fellas and uh, especially Ezra. Yeah, we, we actually did speak about that before we gave you a buzz. Um, just the, the ability that Reynolds has to steer the ship for you allows guys like Ezra and Reese Walsh to react and run and, and play footy and you know that's when they're, they're at their most exciting. Yeah, 100%. It takes a lot of lot of pressure off Ezra and just lets Ezra, you know, Ezra's probably biggest thing is his running game and um, Reynolds just, yeah, lets, lets him run and it's, um, yeah, it, it works out pretty good. Scores a few tries. What was the moment for you, Kobe, that you knew you might be in trouble? What's that, sorry? What was the moment in the grand final where you thought you might be in trouble? Um, oh, to be honest, I'm not too sure. Probably when um, Cleary split us and passed on the inside to... Oh, I forget who it was. It? Uh, Moses. Yeah, Sigliota, yeah. Moses. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they scored... So I think it was two pretty quick tries and, yeah... But I don't know. I didn't really think oh, about it too much. Yeah, it's momentum's a funny thing with footy. It goes with you and against you, and it's hard to stop. Um, all right. Yeah, so sure. one last question on the grand final for me, um, and it's not even about the grand final. It's 
tell me, tell me about the night before. So I've, I've always thought to myself, you know, how do you get to sleep? How, how do you stop yourself staring at the wall? And then you don't play footy until what was it? Six thirty kickoff Sydney time. So then you've yeah. got all day. It's almost like two days in one. How did you go the night before, mate? Did you get much sleep? Were you able to chill out? <laughs> nah, not not really. To be honest, I was um, yeah, you, it's it's pretty much impossible to not think about. So I was um, I was up all night thinking about it. I, I room with Herbie Farmworth, so yep. um, yeah, we we stay up late anyway, and we we like to sleep in because it's such a long day that next day. So. We like to cut off a little bit of time that next day and sleep in, but yeah, no, it was it, it was hard to get to sleep, but um, nah, it was good. Would you prefer an afternoon grand final? Yeah, I, I don't mind the afternoon games to be honest. They come around quicker, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I love a good Sunday Arvo game, so I wouldn't I wouldn't um, I wouldn't mind it at all. So, mate, I know um, you mentioned um, Herbie then and being your roomie, and look, I know how close you boys are. You. He's one of your best mates. So, off to the Dolphins next year. Two two questions: Are you going to try and take his head off, and how much are you going to miss him? <laughs> no, I, I won't be able to. Have you seen him step? And he's yeah, quick <laughs> he's so quick. I yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to get hold of him, but um, nah, yeah, he's he's one of my. He's probably my best mate. We we both come down here with the twenties, um, and we yeah pretty much grew up with each other right from when we first moved moved here to Brizzy. So and he, he he's always only just lived down the road too. So. You know, we're, we're always hanging out every day. And, yeah, it's going to be pretty sad, but um, I think you'll still live in Brizzy, so we'll, we'll be able to catch up heaps, which will be good. Kobe, uh, can we just go back to the preseason? Uh, after falling out of the top eight last year, you know, the Broncos were the topic of the town for, for about four or five months until they could get another game on. Uh, the, and, really, that was that was the, probably the number one story over the off-season. What did you guys work on the off-season in particular after those last five weeks last year? Um, I, I think we just created mateship, um, and we're, we're all so close with each other, and we all get along real well. We're all we're all best mates off the field, and I think that's a that's a real big real big um, part of it. Like you see the Penrith boys too; they all get along with each other, and um, I think it's very important that with that side of things. And that's what Kevy's really good at is sort of bringing everyone together, um, and, and yeah, and, and also the footy side of it too. But um, yeah, we, and we we all we also on the field we're all we're all working for each other like our defence and that working from the inside. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. probably the biggest thing. That um, mate, that that ties into what you said though as well. That's about being mates with each other and wanting to help each other out and not not let each other down, um, being there for each other. So it was really obvious to see that. And you're right, the teams like Penrith, um, you know, you guys, it, it was really obvious that you actually enjoyed each other's company. And and then when it gets tough during a game you're more liable to, to keep turning up for each other. Now, yeah, for sure. Tommy mentioned the um, pre-season. So, look, f- for you, mate, you had a tough pre-season. You're sitting in the gym one day, feeling probably mm. the fittest and strongest you've ever been, then all of a sudden, bang, you're, you're lying mm. in a hospital bed um, about to get surgery. The, the way yeah. you came back from that, mate, you should be very proud um, because you come back you know, better, better than ever. So... How did you feel though during that couple of months when you were struggling to be able to train properly and get back out there? Yeah, it was um, it was a pretty crappy moment. Uh, it was probably yeah, the, probably the fittest and strongest I've ever been, and um, and doing it in the gym just makes it even worse. Like, I didn't even do it playing footy or nothing. So, but no, nah, it was alright. We got we got heaps of coaching staff around, and um, we got a really good recovery unit at the Broncos uh, with the facilities and everything. So. I think that made it a lot easier. Um, 
but yeah, just you know, it made me want to work even harder to get back at the side and um, having those couple of games of cup uh, that was good too, just to you know get my get the legs back. back up. Yep. Yeah, so, get the legs back and then um, and then yeah, just yeah, didn't look back. So, mate, the follow up question is. And for those who don't know, Kobe's my nephew. So my wife and Kobe's mum, Kim, are sisters. And is there any truth to the to the rumour that your mum told me that you actually did the bicep with your shirt off doing curls in front of the mirror? It wasn't doing chin ups, <laughs> is that right? Oh, no, that's not true at all. Not true? Biceps, mate? <laughs> well, that's right. That's what I thought you were trying to work on them. Yeah. Nah, nah, not true. <laughs> hey, Kobe, can I just ask you... Um, Obviously, you guys come out with a really hot start. I think you won five or six in a row to start the year. Um, what was what was Kevy like during that time? He he's he's constantly been under pressure um, since he's since he's taken the role, and it's it's almost been uh, from an outsider's perspective, he's just basically been on one year extensions. But uh, obviously, he would have been feeling a lot of pressure. What was he like? No, he was good. He's um he didn't treat the grand final like any other game. He he was nice and composed, and um, it made all us feel pretty composed too. So. Um, no, he's been he's been really good. He's been really good for me. Uh, he's been good for pretty much everyone. He's um, he's a good father and a good coach. And uh, some we mentioned that Herbie's going to the Dolphins. Someone else that you're losing as well is is Tom Flegler. Can you talk to us about how much of a loss he'll be? Obviously, he's gotten back into that Queensland team and pushing for Australian selection as well. Yeah, oh, mass- yeah, massive loss. Um, you see what Fleggy does in the middle. He's a real aggressive player, and um, it'll be yeah, it'll be missed. It'll be missed heaps, but um, yeah, we got a few young fellas coming through too, which which won't be too bad. So um, yeah. yeah, and you speak about young fellas, and it even you said it before about how you and Herbie had grown up together. I know a lot of you guys have have grown up together, and for me, that was the big difference as well. This year was all of a sudden um, you had a core group of blokes who had you know been around for a while, but you had all hit 40, 50, 60, 70 games of footy, and and weren't just trying to get a feel for what NRLs like. You are all dead set, legit, good NRL players now. And and that makes a big difference also. Yourself, over the, the few years you've been you've been playing at the top level, have you noticed within yourself as each block of maybe five or ten games has gone on, it's got a little bit easier for you? Oh, uh, yes and no. Like, I don't think NRL ever gets easy, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, you, you sort of get more used to it, I guess. Yeah, that's um, a better way of putting it. Yeah, used to it. Yeah, yeah. You, you find ways around things. Like when you when when I first started, I was just trying to get in everything, do everything, and you'd get buggered after about five minutes in the NRL. But you learn not to do that, and you learn to just sort of stick in your own lane and just do your own job. And that's what that's what makes it easier. And um, I guess the more NRL uh, games you play, the easier yeah, the easier it gets. I guess to find those ways. Kobe, I, th- I think it's just a matter of fact that playing for the Broncos or being involved in the Broncos is very much a different beast to all the other clubs. Now, I know that you've only played for the Broncos, but have you heard other players that have come from different clubs talk about the difference in playing for the Broncos? The fact it is, you know, the, they've only got the one-team town, really, and the, the media scrutiny and the and the sort of responsibility that comes behind that? Yeah, yeah, some of the boys sort of can't really believe it at first. Um but yeah, it also doesn't help when you got Reese Walsh on your side and <laughs> girls, girls are crying and screaming just to get a with him. <laughs> I think he's one of the only NRL players in the comp that you know that happens to. But um, oh, he, yeah, he, nah, he he probably he, he draws more of a crowd than what Broncos do. I reckon his life would be insane, <laughs> wouldn't it? At the moment, like just the, the amount of people that just want to 
want a part of him, want a piece of him, and you know, yeah. he's he's young too. What is he? Twenty one now. He's still yeah, going low. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll ask yeah, I'll ask you about Reese. Obviously, they brought him over from the Warriors at the start of the year. Did you expect that he'd be this good this quickly? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, you've seen a sort of glimpse of, glimpse of him at the Broncos and um, him off the back of Adam Reynolds and um, like forwards like Paddy Carrigan. Tommy is always going to be good. Yeah, and and he himself as well. What you know, he played two two years, I think, at the Warriors. So he was coming into the season around that forty fifty game mark, and it, it he he's got he always had something special about him. You could just see from from day one that he was a, yeah. a freak. Yeah, hundred um, percent. He's um, he's a real electric player, and he'll, he's another one that can, you know, pull something out of his bloody out of his ass. So he's um, yeah, he's a freakish talent. He's, he's that quick off the mark too. Um, I think he's yeah, he's just so quick. Hey, Kirby, I just want to ask you, I know that Reese Walsh wasn't an official loan deal, um, but we have seen a few loan deals around the league, the most notably Harry Grant to the Tigers, and um, there's been a few other ones, Paul Momorowski Paul back to the Storm as well. Would you support more loans happening in the league? Oh, I don't know. I don't really read, read too much into it, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess so, if, it, if it's good for the player, I guess. Fair enough. Yeah, that's a good way of putting yeah. it. It's probably if it suits the player or it gives a player an opportunity to yeah, for sure. to, to play at, at first-grade level. The only reason I ask is because Reese Walsh wasn't getting the opportunity at the Broncos, and so I know it wasn't yeah. a, a loan, but he did effectively get loaned out to the Warriors, really, in the end. Well, yeah, the fact that he came back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mate, yeah. I've got one more question, before, then we'll let you get back to your, your Saturday. Um, well, it's not really a question. It's more of a... Uh, a statement and um, it's something that I think you should be proud of. I know I use you as an example for a lot of young blokes. Um, you know, you were a very good junior player. You used to make rep teams and and you stood out and people could see from the very beginning that you were a good footballer. But not everyone's a, a, a David Fafita or a Payne Hass where they're an absolute man-child freak at, at 17, 18. Um, yeah. you're, you're a perfect example of or a role model for blokes knowing that you've just got to keep working hard, keep working hard just because you see an 18 year old freak appear on telly and, and play NRL every week doesn't mean that that's what happens for, for normal people or, or everyone. You've got to work yeah. hard. You've got to be resilient. You've got to keep turning up. And um, if you apply yourself and you've got that, that work ethic and ability, you, you will get your opportunity and then it's up to you about how you take it. So um, yeah, mate, f- full credit to everything you've done there. And, and I think that, the example that you can set for people is, um, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. It's it's something that I know that you know you're from TCC here in Rocky. Um, they graduated yesterday, and and a lot of the young kids there that are finishing up or playing footy still look at you as an example or a, or a role model, mate. So you should be proud of that. Yeah, cheers, Steve. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's something I'm proud of. Hey, eh? like growing up, I didn't make too many Queensland teams and stuff like that, but um, always made sure always made sure I worked extra hard off the field and um and yeah so dad always said if you if you keep working hard you know good things are going to come your way and yeah just didn't give up kept going kept sticking with the with the training hard in the system and um yeah lucky enough to get my opportunity that's when exactly. I, was, I think i was 21 yeah and just took i uh, took it and didn't look back but, and that's right and even you know re- realistically even at 21 that that's still young like that's still on the young side so um yeah it's it's impressive and i think as well that Again, unless you're a, a Reese Walsh or a Fafita or those couple of 
dead set freaks that we've already spoken about at 17, 18. Um, but by the time good footballers get to 19 or 20, everyone's about the same as far as their skill level, size, strength. It's just who, who's prepared to work harder then. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Yeah, and um, yeah, if you if you if you're willing to work hard and you know willing to make the sacrifices and stuff as a young fella, then um, I'm sure you've got a good crack at it. Hey, Kobe, we really appreciate your time, mate. Hopefully, this pre- this preseason is better than the last one. All the very best for next year, eh? And hopefully, this isn't the last time we have you on. Yeah, cheers, fellas. Thank you. Keen to talk again soon.